You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, December 16th, and it is Mental Health Monday as well, continuing mm-hmm, our is. series on Advent and mental health and preparing for the holidays. Um, <laughs> what, does, uh, what does mental health have to do? What's that, that correlation between holidays and mental health? We've been taking a look at a number of stressors, environmental stressors, people and relationship stressors. <laughs> that was a fun one. Um, uh-huh. And today... Uh, Loss and life experience stressors. And so looking forward to talking about that with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Time to check in with Deaconess Heidi for Mental Health Mondays. Good morning, Heidi. Hey, always fun to be with you. And always, always fun to to, to chat about mental health on Mondays, but this I'm really enjoying this series yeah. um, on the holidays because well, I don't know this this well this can be a very a unique time of year. There are a number of things going on. One, we're getting ready for big holidays, family gatherings, parties with uh, with friends, with coworkers, those types of things. But also longer nights, like less daylight, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Lots of in, a, a number of things going on. Um, but also this can be a time where we perhaps maybe spend time, more time alone as well. And especially for some individuals, maybe spending some time alone or feeling isolated, uh, experiencing, reflecting on some loss, I'm, I guess is really what I'm getting at. So let's, let's dig into loss and life experience stressors uh, during the holidays. What's the, where do you want to begin with this, Heidi? Well, yeah, I think maybe defining it a little bit might be really helpful. Mm -hmm. I think there's two things we're dealing with here. Number one is if you have experienced a loss. Um, And honestly, I'm not even going to say like if you've experienced a loss this year. The reality is loss is loss. Mm -hmm. And it stays with us all um, in different ways in its capacity throughout our lifespan. And so whether it's a recent loss or a loss that tends to pop up, during the holidays more or during these uh, moments more for whatever reason, uh, what does that look like for you? Um, In what ways is it helpful to engage in that? And then also how can we bring more grace into it? You know, what do you need, if you will, uh, because of that loss and its connection to the holiday season? I think that's one piece. Then the other piece over here is, you know, what does your year look like right now? You know, life experience, what kind of change and transition have you experienced in this last year? We have a lot of reflection usually because it's near the end of our, you know, cultural calendar, if you will. Um, And so we tend to uh, reflect back on what we have experienced. And again, just knowing what do I need? Where am I at right now? Just like in the gospels where Jesus says tomorrow has enough trouble of its own, you know, worry about today. I think worrying about uh, this, where I'm at right now during the holiday season is really helpful because we have a lot of expectations on ourselves of like maintaining traditions and uh, doing that. But the reality is our year might hold more weight than other years. And so that's kind of what we mean by life experience stressors. Where are you at right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's there's so many different ways to, to go in the next, what, 10 minutes. Um, the holidays, it, it they can weigh very heavily on people, like you mentioned, for for a number of different reasons. Um, but maybe with with loneliness, maybe first. Um, how do people handle, or how 
how do we handle loneliness around the holidays? And and maybe it's it's loneliness even when you're around people too, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, mm-hmm. how, how how do you handle that? Yeah, that's real. I'm really glad you brought that up too, because loneliness doesn't just look one way. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't look like someone isolating themselves. Sometimes it it just is what it is, and we experience that that loneliness on us at parties or, uh, you know, we are disconnected maybe from our family and uh, just like many in various ways. And so even as my own personal experience as a uh, married to a pastor, holidays are extremely lonely for me because my family lives far away. And at Christmas, it's not realistic for us to go visit them. And so I think wrestling with why I'm experiencing that. What's the value for me that is coming to the surface? So if I am experiencing loneliness because my family's far away, it's because I love them. You know, it's because I want to spend time with them. And I might have to wrestle with God a little bit about this place he's put me in my life now and that I'm not able to be with them and praying about that, lamenting maybe even a little bit which is also needed in loss, you know, taking that opportunity to lament, but then engaging. How can I engage in that value and, you know, bring some light to it, I guess. And so that it's not just, everything has two sides. Everything has two sides. And so if I'm lonely, it's because I know the experience of human relationships and I enjoy them, you know? So then how do I get a place and space for that experience in my life right now? What's realistic for me right now to kind of counter that loneliness? Um, and, and so I'm going to call my family more. You know, I there's no shame in calling my mom and dad every day of the Christmas season and talking for 15 minutes or an hour or whatever I need, like FaceTiming someone more. Um, uh, getting out special ornaments, you know, doing some practices that help us engage in the relationships in our lives when loneliness creeps in. Otherwise, what happens is mental health wise, we do tend to want to fold in, you know, and that's, that's just a lie of Satan that we'll be better off if we just kind of creep into ourselves um, instead of taking the risk of reaching out and being sad. If you put an ornament on the tree and it reminds you of your loved one and you're sad, you know, is that okay? Are you okay with the experience of sadness and engaging in that a little bit um, and getting to the place where we are, you know, able to be thankful, able to honor that love in the sadness and knowing that this isn't forever, you know, that heaviness of it won't be forever. The heaviness of loneliness won't be forever. Hmm. That it's, that's a good point that mm-hmm. uh, the the sadness, the weight that we feel of something like that is is temporary, mm-hmm. and 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 that's you know we've talked about the uh, the the difference between this this is a, a church holiday you know celebrating the the incarnation of Christ, but also all the cultural trappings that come with it too that have uh, developed or evolved over uh, time, especially here in North America as well the, the, regarding Christmas and all the traditions that that mm-hmm. surround it. Um, I, I think quite often our the 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 weightiness the the heaviness of it is, is probably associated more so with that with the cultural traditions and um, well and and as we mm-hmm. talked about in, in previous episodes too the our family of origin and all the traditions that are associated with our family or of origin and how that creates expectations I just keep going on and on um, what about if we experience or if we we see someone we we notice someone else is experiencing 
um, loneliness because of loss. Mm -hmm. Uh, What can we do to be helpful? What should we not do (laughs) to be helpful? Yeah, I think loss in our culture, we still deal with in this way that we um, know is not good. Like loss, the best way to deal with it is to bring up the person that has been lost for that person instead of like shoving it away or pushing it away. And if they don't want to talk about it, that's fine. They're free not to talk about it. But the least helpful thing we can do as the outsider is to ignore that experience for them and and choose not to honor it. Um, because it, that person is still very much like emotionally in the room for them as they should be. They should always be part of their life. Um, And so helping them, I think, to uh, have an open space to talk about it as an invitation, not as a must or as a rule or anything like that, but just asking, like, what do you need is a really helpful way to start the conversation. Or um, are the holidays hard for you? What's your experience right now? You know, just just reaching out instead of expecting them to reach out too is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Asking more than once, you know, a lot of times we'll say like, how are you doing? And then that's it. Or we um, show up for the funeral and then we don't really connect with the person again. And so just being the person who to reaches out to them, include them in some holiday things. They're also allowed to say no, you know, (laughs) and if you are the person who's lost someone, feel free to give yourself way more grace and be like, I, you know, ask me again next year, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if that's where you're at and that's okay too. But reaching in, I think is a very powerful thing in loss and allowing them to share their memories is really powerful and always, always around the hope of the resurrection. You know, we have that ability to be the person, not who is like Pollyanna, like, oh, it's just, isn't it so great? Like, uh, we'll all see each other again in heaven. Like, no, sometimes the weight, like you said, is very real. And we don't necessarily want to lift that because it'll be a false lifting of it. It's not helpful. Um, Instead, uh, wow, I'm so thankful that Jesus died and rose because I don't, I don't know how we could, uh, you know, walk through this, this loss, the situation without that, you know, and, and I think even our words, you can kind of hear as I speak, like there's a little bit of a weight to the words in, to reflect the weight that that person's holding instead of trying to lighten it up. You know, that's not always very helpful. Yeah. Acknowledging the what what emotions they're going through and what they are feeling um, in the midst of everything else that's happening all around them. Um, mm-hmm. And something else that that happens when you lose a person or maybe you have a falling out with a family member or friends or you move to a different part of the country or part of the world, um, you do lose those traditions that were connected with uh, that location where you were or the person that maybe was the, the person that spearheaded everything. Um, but losing those, the, the traditions and the things that go along with those relationships um, is can be very painful too. And no matter what stage of life we're in, how do we how do we work through those and and maybe acknowledge um the fact that that traditions do i mean they do play a, a part in in our holiday season together yeah i think um going back to what the season is so what traditions are you know still really helpful for us and how we can maintain them um even maybe in the face of loss of that person or not having that person available to us because we moved and things like that um I think about, for instance, the uh, couple or the mom or the dad who's experienced a miscarriage or stillbirth. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of those like unseen losses that kind of comes crashing in sometimes at Christmas. Um, And I, 
I think that finding a way to honor what Christmas is um, and then including if it's helpful for you, like only if it's helpful for you, but including the face of that loss, if you will, into that. And so, you know, we don't we're not like worshiping the dead people and we're not like trying to do weird things or whatever. But at the same time, um, asking asking God um, to be part of our struggle and our loss and praying about that, but also thanking him for that time that we've had with that person. And, you know, again, with special ornaments or special nativities or special ways that we can have reminders for ourselves that God is faithful and that he sees our loss is really helpful. And a lot of times that's connected to that particular person for us. Um, you know, I make cinnamon rolls every Thanksgiving morning and every Christmas Eve morning because that's what my dad and my mom did for me. And they're far away. You know, I haven't lost them, but they live eight hours away. Mm -hmm. And so I do that and I engage in that. Um, and that gives me the ability to say, thank you, God, for this, as messy as it is and everything, <laughs> that they're part of this holiday season still for me. And to think how that may carry on as a tradition in your family as well, among your kids <laughs> also. Yeah. Uh, another Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. One more for the season coming up next week. Um, I've got a few things to do before then. How about you? Oh, yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> Long list. Thanks so much, Heidi. Have a great week. Thanks. <laughs>